You're listening to the Healthy Essentials Podcast, episode number 19. I am Lindsay Mustard, your host, holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and essential oil lover. I am turning the tables on myself today, and I am sharing some of the biggest lessons and hardships and all of the fun things about myself and the people around me that I've learned after being single for the last two and a half years. It's been a wild ride, but I am thrilled to be sharing some of the lessons that I've been able to take away from living the single life. That doesn't mean I haven't had fun, but living the single life and some of the personal development and the growth that I've experienced as a result. So get ready for a fun episode with me. I'm riding it solo today, just with you guys hanging out. Other big announcements are if you haven't checked out my Instagram page, do so. At Lindsay Mustard, I am announcing the biggest birthday giveaway yet on September 18th. It's going to be open for five days. We have companies such as Love Good Fats, Genuine Health, Noon Electrolytes. We have uh, Ghee. We have, what else do we have in there? Uh, Oh my gosh, everything from chocolate uh, to restaurants, uh, gift cards, and of course, some coaching with me. So make sure that you're following me on Instagram so you don't miss a heartbeat. Um, And there are new recipes dropping pretty much daily. So be sure to tune in there. But without further ado, here we are. I'm going to flip the microphone over and record everything that I've learned in the last two and a half years of being a single lady. A huge shout out to today's sponsor, Love Good Fats, a Toronto-based company that specializes in making wrapper-looking-worthy keto bars packed with healthy fats, clean protein, and a whole lot of fiber. If you're addicted to Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, their chocolate peanut butter will be your new favorite go-to snack. With flavors ranging from mint chocolate to peanut butter, dark chocolate almond, coconut chocolate chip, peanut butter and jelly, and chocolate chip cookie dough, they have a flavor for everyone. The best part about Love Good Fats? Each bar contains less than two grams of sugar and an average of four to five net carbs. Hello, keto-friendly bars. So yes, you can eat healthy and have your chocolate too. And to sweeten the deal, all bars are free from soy, sugar alcohols, and gluten. Order your bars online today at lovegoodfats.ca and use the discount code LINDSAY1234 for 20% off your order. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Lindsay. Uh, I am actually recording this for the second time. So my microphone wasn't on the first time, then it cut out. So now we are going to keep this under 30 minutes because that is all that my recording space will allow me to have. So I feel like I just had a therapy session with myself and talking to myself for 30 minutes about all of the relationships I've had in the past and what I've learned from them. So welcome back to today's episode. Like I said, I'm going to be sharing eight lessons that I learned when well, actually, while I was single for the last two and a half years, still am, maybe, who knows, it'll change. Um, but these are things that I wanted to learn or that I have learned. Um, and we'll see, maybe I repeat the same information twice, maybe not, but I do have some notes taken. So if you want to take them, jot them down. If not, these are just some nuggets to listen to on your way to the gym or when you're driving home from work. And just to give you girls a little bit of a boost in case you were struggling with the single life and wondering if something's wrong with you in terms of why you're still single and nothing is wrong with you. You were incredibly perfect. 
So um, the first lesson I learned is that you go for the same person until you learn. So I would continue to go for the same type of person, personality, looks, um, you know, character traits, and the person that would treat me the same way every single time until I learned my lesson that there was a reason why I was attracted to that person. There was a reason why I was compelled and every time I just fell head over heels for them and I was like rose-eyed or um, rose-colored glasses, it would just completely glaze over the the points of, oh, I understand why this wouldn't work or, oh, I understand like what he's looking for. So the first thing I learned is you'll go for the same person over and over and over again and it'll be the same person. They just look differently in because it's basically someone else's doppelganger. Same person just different look, but you will go for them every time until you learn your lesson. Hard as that sounds, I've learned that many, many times. Tip number two, um, thing that I've learned is the fact that relationships will not save you. So relationships won't save you financially. They won't save you from boredom. They won't save you from loneliness. Um, a lot of times I think that I was approaching relationships being like, oh my gosh, I like, I need him to feel complete. And I'm like, mm, no, no, I definitely don't. Um, relationships, you should be coming to them whole first. So if you listen back to the episode I recorded with Melissa Ledger, we talk about you having to be whole to enter into a relationship first so that you can have two whole people to make a whole beautiful life, not like half and half because that's like fractions and who likes to do math. So first, uh, first big point in terms of that nugget that I'm breaking down is relationships will not save you. So if you're struggling financially and you're relying on one person, if they leave, you're in the same situation. Yes. Granted, if you're together for a little while, you might be in a different spot, but who knows? Um, it won't save you from boredom. So if you don't have anything else to do, um, you know, if you don't have any hobbies, if you don't have any interests, if you're not really close with a lot of people, right, you're, it's not going to save you from boredom or save you from loneliness. It's, you still have to have pursue and, and to have those things on the, on the side. So that you can still stay filled and that your cup can be full and that you can have fun while doing so. So relationships won't save you, but I also don't think that you should be investing your entire self into them because you want to make sure that you can still be a functioning person without that person, but you're better together. I think it's a good way of saying it. I'm taking a sip of water before I get into the next one. Okay. <laughs> I chuckled at this one. So online dating, uh, it works for some people not for me. Um, I have now before I state this point, I do want to preface that I have a lot of friends who have met their match on Tinder or Bumble or plenty of fish or whatever online dating app. And I am so happy for them. And they are an incredible couple, but it is not for me. Um, I think one of the reasons why when I was going through it and being on the dating apps is I would feel like I was catalog shopping for a partner or a spouse. And I also felt like they were doing the same thing. And one of my biggest insecurities, my fears is to be left and upgraded. And it could be something as simple as, you know, someone cheating on me and deciding to go with someone else, or it could be, you know, my partner walks down the street and meets the love of his life. And who knows, maybe that could happen if it does like, yeah, that sucks. But it just means that I'm one step closer to finding my soulmate. Maybe I'll do the same thing. I don't know. But I have learned that online dating for me does not work because I like to be matched with people that my friends think I'm going to be compatible with. I like to meet people in person, to hear about how their coworkers talk about them, to hear about how their friends talk about them, how they describe them, you know, how they introduce them. And it's not talking not talking about them in terms of gossiping, but like I want to date the person who I haven't met yet and everyone around him is like, he is the nicest, funniest, and most kind, compassionate person. Oh, sorry. He's late to the event. He's just finishing volunteering at the Ottawa hospital. I don't know, or Chio or something along the lines. So 
that's who I want to meet. Um, online dating, though, for me, it feels like it's everyone putting their best pictures out there and their best descriptions, and you don't really get a good sense, and you have a conversation for weeks until you meet, and then you realize that you haven't really talked about too much, and then who knows? Maybe it'll work for some people, and maybe I will find someone online. I don't know. Am I on it right now? No. So relationships, they won't save you, but online dating and getting that dopamine hit and the oxytocin rush of when you're starting to flirt. And then, you know, when you do finally meet and see you get together and you hook up and whatnot, and then you start to get attached. That's easy too. But I think a big thing for me is if I was seeing someone online, I wouldn't have complete confidence that they weren't seeing other people unless it was stated. And that's a conversation the two of you need to have for sure. But I think that for me, it's it's easy to be caught up in the dopamine rush and the oxytocin rush and the phenylethylamine. That's your love potion hormone that you essentially start to create when you're around someone um, that you're really attracted to. And if you have sex, good luck trying to feel differently. So yes, online dating, I think for me, doesn't work just because it feels like you're catalog shopping. Um, and I do know of distinct times when I've said, can I please have a six foot two Abercrombie model, um, you know, muscular and tan please. And they have delivered and I'm like, you are not what I want. <laughs> so yes, that is my third lesson. Uh, lesson number four is that most friends are lifelong. So invest in them immensely and intensely because they will always be there. Um, I'm actually going to combine number four and five just because they go hand in hand. And the fifth one is you can learn a lot from your friends and family especially from those that are in long-term relationships. A lot of my good friends are in relationships that are spanning anywhere between three to seven, eight years. Um, my parents are going on, I think 26 or 27 or so. Um, so I've just learned a lot from how they interact and you know how they communicate and how they resolve problems and how they essentially just be around each other. Um, you know, Hearing from my friends, I listen to what they're going through and how they resolve it together. And it's a team, you know, it's a team, it's a partnership, it's a together, it's a we, they answer, you know, questions as us. Um, and I love that. And, uh, it's something that you definitely want in the future is, you know, you have another co-captain on your team. So tip number four and tip number five are lessons that I've learned is that friends and family will always be there. Um, when I was struggling, I was breaking up with my ex and, it was just a hell in a handbag essentially for a couple months. Um, my friends and family were always there. They were there to help me move. They were there to help me like cry my heart out. Um, they were there to take me out for a girl's night and take me out to pubs and bars and all that fun stuff. And I was like, I don't want to be here. Um, but I have learned that they will stick around and yes, there will come a time when you have to do a little bit of friend weeding. That's what I call it. Um, and friend editing, but you will find that you benefit a lot from those because you can surround yourself with people that you know, love and trust and who are going to be there for you day in and day out. And it's not going to be the friends that are like, Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. It's going to be the friends that are calling you or that just show up at your door with like kombucha and kale chips in your hand, in their hand. And they're welcoming you with big hugs. I don't know. That's what my friends do, but, um, those are the friends that you want to keep around. So I have learned a lot from my friends who are in secure relationships just by asking them their opinions and how they would approach it and what they think of when guys do this or that or my current situation and I would explain to them what's happened. And then they approach it from a completely different perspective. I am like, he's being a jerk. And he's like, he's so rude to say that. And they're like, well, I can see where he would. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So that makes sense. So yes, tip number four and tip number five, what I've learned is that friends and family are here for life. Um, 
with the exception of a few, and that you are never going to regret the time and um, the energy that you invest into them because they are going to be your best friends. Okay, flipping my note page over here. Uh, the sixth thing that I have learned, where did I label number six on my page? I missed it. Mm. The sixth thing that I have learned from being single is I am so tired of playing games. So I was talking with my good friend, Melissa. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. It's episode number 18. It's called Gumball Love. And this radically changed the way that I approach love and relationships and just being in a partnership. So essentially what happened is uh, Gumball Love is based off of the analogy that a guy is uh, kind of like a gumball machine and or you give him, or he's kind of like a, I don't know, could be another person. Anywho, but if he's a gumball machine, you put in the quarter and then turn it, he gets the gumball and blah, blah, blah. But if it's a person, you know, you put in the quarter, you get the gumball, you give it to him and he gets what he wants and then he pieces out. And usually in this case, it's attention or in sex um, or both, depends on the guy. But it radically changed the way that I was thinking about this because I didn't see it as me feeding another guy's um like want or desire for like attention and that's sometimes all they want is the confidence to know if they're in a committed relationship and they're cheating or you know if they're they're with a partner but they're just like looking around they they do want that confidence hit knowing that they they still got it or um you know that people still find them attractive it's it sucks that i have to say this but it's happened a lot and it's for the longest time i would go for guys who like i would fall for guys completely who then i had to find out were in relationships i'm like ah anyhow but uh, Melissa Ledger, the creator of Gumball Love, go and look her up because I think that she is incredible. And just the way that she's able to break down this analogy and this understanding of how we interpret love and how we see guys and how game, guys are sometimes just playing games with us, it's not worth our time and energy. So I'd rather just do bigger, better things. Um, so I've stopped playing games and I stopped asking myself, I'm like, if, you know, oh, I wonder if he's thinking about me or, you know, oh, I wonder when he's going to text me. Um, I've stopped leaving my calendar clear, um, just in case he, uh, yeah, just in case he texts me and asks me if I want to do something I'm like, sorry, I have plans that night, but I have this night available. Um, I have stopped comparing myself to my friends and their relationships and their life and their pace in terms of what they're going at and how they met their partner and what they're doing and what they're up to and when they're getting married and when they're having kids, I'm like, I'm just going to do my own thing. Um, I have stopped wondering if he's thinking about me um, and stopped wondering if, you know, he's going to reach out because I think you can waste so much energy just being like, oh, I wonder, I wonder, or what if, what if? Those are two very dangerous words, by the way. Um, and what I've started doing actually is just thinking like, okay, you know, if he wanted to text me, he would. If he wanted to call me, he would. If he wanted to stick to our plans, he would. And we would have gone dating or gone dating. Clearly I'm tired. I need coffee. Um, and we would have gone on the date, but he didn't. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I think of the Ariana Grande song where it's thank you next. Um, and that was a good friend of mine who told me that I kind of laughed after I had a couple of guy problems and she's like, nope, thank you next. Thank you next. And just kept going. So I love that. So other things I have started doing is all of the things that I was waiting to do until I found the one. And uh, you know, that's taking yourself out on dates and going to coffee shops and going for walks. And I would go to the gym by myself, I'm like, okay, cool. And people would be like, that's not a big deal. But yeah, I, one day I do want to work out with my partner and I still get nervous to like train with guys that I really like because like, don't look at me when I'm hot and sweaty. Um, 
But you know, one day in the future, I would dream Saturday would be to, you know, wake up, have coffee in bed, just like talk with my partner and just relax, um, go to the gym and then go get a smoothie or somewhere and walk around town, go get groceries, um, you know, meet up with friends or have friends over for dinner and cook with them, hang out and then just watch a movie or just spend time together. Like that would be a dream day for me. Um, it's because it's with your best friend and you love spending time with them. So yes, I think to get back onto track with that quote or that not quote that I had, but the tip that I had and the lesson that I learned is stop playing games, save your energy for something bigger and better and greater and something that's actually worth it, ladies. Um, because if he's playing games and you're trying to figure out what text to send him, you know, the four text messages to get him hooked forever, it's not worth it. And it's so annoying. Um, so all the YouTubers out there who are still making those videos being like, what to say to get him hooked or like what to say to get him back. I used to go through that when I was trying to get my ex back. And now I'm like, Mm-mm, no, thank you. <laughs> so stop playing games, especially when it comes to your heart too, because it's, it's delicate. Okay. The seventh thing that I've learned from being single over the last two and a half years is that the last essentially last 30 months have been filled with nothing but self-growth and self-development and just this insatiable hunger to learn more about myself and life and, you know, everything that I'm doing. Um, I, in the last two and a half years, I have graduated from school. I have started another school, which is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, I have moved uh, twice or three times. I forget. It Actually, now I'm a lot more secure. In the first, I think, two and a bit years of me living in Ottawa, I moved nine times. Um, I In the last two and a half years, I have changed jobs seven times, um, all still while building my business. And so this is not my full-time job yet. I hope it is. Um, and we're transitioning there and with the goal to be there in January of 2020. However, um, it took a little while for me to, to transition and to, you know, keep my side hustles going and to just make sure that like things were paid, you know, car insurance and gas and like food was on the table and things like that. And a lot of what I expense was business expenses. I didn't spend much on myself. Um, but it was all just, again, this, this need and this hunger and this insatiable desire to grow a business that I love and a, a life that I love to match it as well. So I think that was, that's a huge part of it. Um, but you will learn so much about yourself when you're single because you are in a space when you can, you know, sit back and you can actually look at your relationships. You can look back at where things might have gone wrong and what you can learn from them. And then you can proceed from there. It gives you the space and the time to heal. And it gives you some time to self-reflect. And I have never loved being single more than I do right now. And it is so much fun, ladies, so much fun. So you don't have to report back to anyone. You don't have to tell anyone where you're going. You don't have to, you know, worry about being home when they get there. You don't have to worry about, you know, what they're thinking about you going out on a Friday night with your ladies. It, it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. And I'm not saying that like, do whatever you want. And, you know, like waving a margarita in front of you, but I'm just saying that this is your time of freedom and to have fun and to explore and just to do what you really want to do without having to worry about anyone else's agenda. So being single is fun in that regard. Okay. The last thing that I have learned, and this is a little bit more of a, a longer, um, story is for the longest time, I would always be very aggressive being like, I'm a girl class. I don't need anyone. And I would think about those, um, images on Google and it would be like single taken. And then the other one was like check mark in the box. And it was like building an empire. 
And yes, I still think that I belong there, but at the same time, I also realized that, you know, relationships are a fantastic way to learn about yourself. And I had to get over, and I still have to get over my fear of trying to predict the future and not knowing what's to come. And that makes me very, very anxious and nervous is because I want to plan everything meticulously and as much as possible so that I can, you know, execute and I can plan and I can have that sense of, I know what's coming. So like I can breathe, but that's not going to happen. So something I have been trying to work with is, uh, the quote and it goes the, um, what is it? Um, the past is over. You can't predict the future and all you have is the present. And that's really what it is. It's a gift. Um, so I'm working at doing a lot more meditation and a lot more grounding and just trying to take things one day at a time while seeing still the big content calendar and the big picture for my business, but just making sure that I'm taking things day by day and that I'm not putting the pressure on someone to be my forever and to be the one, especially on the first day to be like, I don't know. I don't think your marriage material kind of thing, but just to have fun and explore. So, oh, there's so many things that I want to say. Um, a couple quotes that I want to branch into is, uh, I was reading Marie Forleo's book and there's a couple great resources that I recommend. First off is Marie Forleo's book. The title is deceiving, but it is a gem. It's called Make Every Man Want You, and the subtitle is How to Be So Irresistible You'll Barely Keep From Dating Yourself. It's not what you think it is. It just talks about how you start doing things for yourself, your hair, your makeup, taking care of yourself, eating healthy, you know, exercising, you know, how you how you act and how you carry yourself shouldn't be dependent upon whether you're in a relationship or whether you're trying to impress a man. It's You should be able to do it for yourself, and that's what I love about her. So <clears throat> one of her great quotes that I adore is I date for fun, not to find the one. And I do like it to a degree. However, I also think that, you know, if you're doing it properly, you should be getting closer to finding the one, not just having a whole bunch of fun. Um, so yes, I date for fun, not to find the one. And that just takes a lot of pressure off of you and the other person. The second thing I've learned, like I said, my friend Laura gave me this was the thank you next. If it doesn't work out, it's no chip off my shoulder. I'm like, thank you next. And Ariana Grande in quotes, the third quote that I really, really like is single is not a status. It is a word to describe someone strong enough to stand on their own. And that's not meant to say that I want to stay single forever. Who knows? Like maybe I'll get married, maybe I'll have kids, or maybe I'll be like a really old single lady with like a business that supports lots of families. I don't know. But I think that it's important that you can stand on your own. And I think that the reason why I've chosen to stay single over the last two and a half years is because I know that the guys that I was potentially interested in before they they were great guys in some degrees but they didn't meet all of the criteria that I was looking for um I don't know how to phrase this because I don't want to be like I'm so picky and blah blah blah. but I think when you know you know and there's been a couple times where I'm like oh my gosh I so know and then I step back I'm like (laughs) if only I knew (laughs) so I think that when you do have a bit of space to be single, to learn, to learn from others around you, to just spend time with yourself. You realize what you like, what you don't like, what you're willing to accept and what you're willing to compromise on. You know, are they going to load the dishwasher perfectly every night? No. Will you probably have to reorganize it? Yes. Will it kill you? Absolutely not. So things like that. But the biggest thing that I have learned, um, especially through reading a lot of books and listening to audiobooks, like I listened to about three a week right now, is 
Oh, actually, hold on before I go into that. Attached, if you haven't read that book, really, really good. It talks about your attachment theory, um, an adult attachment theory specifically. But it, it very easily helped me figure out what type of loving partner I was. And I'm definitely the anxious and avoidant uh, style. Anxious being the person who was always wondering if things are okay, if your partner is okay, you know, if they love you, if they're trying to replace you, if you know, they're going to leave you. Um, my biggest fear is being upgraded, I call it. And that's my partner walking down the street, running into someone else and instantly leaving me. Um, or just being left for someone else. And I think that's a lot of people's fears, but I just call it being upgraded. And I think that's why I don't like online dating is because it can very easily be done. Um, and the other one is avoidant. And I think that this ties directly into my relationship with work and my business. And that's because I choose to work versus, uh, you know, spending more time in a relationship. I could, if I wanted to, but, um, and that's because it's your sense of security and it's the independence coming out and wanting to make sure that you can do things on your own without having to be supported. It's the sense of security and the, the need for that coming out. I might've said that already. Anyhow, but those are my two and it makes complete sense because in my first relationship, um, you know, I haven't dated much and that's for a reason. It's because I've been too, too many goals on my mind. Um, but one of them was uh, a friend of mine that ended up dating my best friend in high school. And that kicked me in the heart. Um, and then other ones were I went for the guy who I did not see on my radar and I fell head over heels and deeply in love or so I thought. And then I lived with him and his roommate and we signed the lease on a new condo and furnished it. And I thought that he was going to be my forever and things just crumbled. And I called it the night that I, my car broke down and I quit my serving job and I was on like a dangerous street. Um, in in Ottawa and he was at a poker game and he said that he would come after the poker game finished um, instead of meeting me at home or at the car and I was just a bundle of tears and I remember just going home and just like crying myself to sleep and I knew then that it was done but I didn't know how to do it so yeah I learned a lot about that um, but the attached book I really really like and the other one I like is the five love languages and that will help you figure out what type of partner and communicator you are so that your partner can also make sure that they're meeting your love language but the biggest thing that I have learned is that I have well I, I haven't made a criteria for what I want in a guy because I think that that's it's not right. It's because you never know who can walk into your life. But I know that I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the type of guy who is going to hold the door. Um, I'm waiting for the type of guy who is going to like grab your hand and you know walk you across the sidewalk. Right? Just he steps. He makes sure that you're in the middle so that you don't get hit by the car if you're walking on the sidewalk, just in case. Um, you know, I want the guy who like kisses me on the nose or the forehead, or the guy who sends me good morning or good evening texts. Um, you know, you want the partner who's going to sit and let you talk about your problems without worrying about how you being overdramatic or, you know, too sensitive or just being too much. Um, I want the guy who surprises me at my apartment with dark chocolate and either red wine or kombucha or something. And we can just sit and talk, um, after a long day, but I say all of these, but I'm also waiting for the guy who will let me be the girl to you know, bring him coffee at work, um, because he's tied up and it's too many commitments. Um, you know, surprise him by cooking his favorite meal and either bringing it to him or having it ready for when he gets home. Uh, I want to be the girl who takes him to, I don't know, like a paintballing arena or golfing or to a batting cage, surprisingly for a Saturday date night. Um, I want to be the girl that cuddles with him while he watches hockey or football or golf or 
rugby. I don't know. I don't know much about football, golf, or rugby, um, but just, you know, watching the game with him, right? Regardless of whether you know anything about it. Uh, I want to be the type of girl that texts him to remind him that it's his parents' birthday or anniversary or that it's his little sister's birthday or that he has a family event that he needs to go to and dress up for, you know, like those little things. So I think that the biggest thing that I've learned over being single for the last two and a half years is I'm, I'm not going to, uh, be in a relationship that I know isn't going to help me grow because you learn so much about yourself through relationships and others. And relationships are meant for that. They're meant for growth. They're meant for development. They're meant for you to make mistakes and to learn and then to get better either together or to figure out that you're not compatible. But in this entire process and this entire time, I've started doing all of the things that I was waiting to do until I found the one. And I started being me. And I said, I, I said to a couple friends actually that I wanted my business to be doing everything that I wanted it to. So the podcast, Instagram, um, you know, just coaching, just all of the gigs that we have coming up. I wanted to be doing all of that before I found my partner because I was worried that he would think differently of me, that he would be embarrassed of me. That if I recorded a podcast episode like this, that he would be ashamed. And I'm like, mm, probably not the one for me if that's the case then. So I have just started being me. I've started doing all the things. And I honestly excuse the language because I was going to keep this super clean. But like, I couldn't give a shit if he's embarrassed because it's not his. It's not his dream. It's not his goal. It's not his life. It's He's probably just a, a, like a bystander and he's just watching right? So not the one. Thank you. Next, right? Ariana Grande. Um, other things that I will note as well is I have just started to dress and get ready and to you know, look put together for myself, not because I'm trying to impress someone at the gym or trying to impress someone when I'm at the coffee shop. It's just for me and you feel confident and you feel great about yourself. Um, and I have learned to have so much fun and to laugh and be ridiculously silly but I have had so much fun in the process and it's amazing what you can do when you're not waiting and pining and worrying about what's to come or trying to predict the future, but you literally just surrender and you have no idea what's coming your way, but you just take it one day at a time and every relationship is scary as it is to wait into one and enter it. You just give it time. So as I look up, there is a quote sitting on the um, window ledge and I spent yesterday, just cleaning my space and just getting rid of a bunch of old junk and just clearing it out. And one of the quotes that I have is surrendering is the free falling backwards into the unknown and trusting that the universe will catch you. And this can't be done from a place of lack or a place of mistrust. You have to give it all you've got and totally let go for reals. You must fall back and have faith and be grateful and wait. And while you're at it, love yourself. So Yes, that's what I want to wrap up with today. This podcast episode actually turned out better the second time I recorded it. I swear if my mic was off again, I will be so mad. Anyhow, but I wanted to leave you guys with one last saying, and that's one day someone will walk into your life and make you see why it never worked out with anyone else. So wait for that. You'll learn a lot in relationships, but you'll learn a lot by being single. And I hope that this really helps someone who is a single lady who needs to learn how to love it and just how to just take in how freaking awesome she is and that you don't need to be in a relationship to be incredible and that with time you can heal and you can be in a new relationship, but you can also be super strong and independent and have a fantastic life single and as you're waiting to meet your partner. So 
I hope you guys have enjoyed today's podcast. I hope that you share it with someone who needs to hear it. I hope that you give me feedback for what you're looking for. Uh, thank you again for just being an incredible audience and to listening to all of my ramblings and random ideas that come into my head. I couldn't ask for anything more than um, an amazing uh, tribe of ladies like you guys. So thank you. So again, check out the gram at Lindsay Mustard. I share daily there, um, but I will see you guys very, very soon for the next round of episodes. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, please let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback. Leave us a review or rating on iTunes or email us directly at lindsay at lindsaymustard.com. If you're ready for more and you're looking to supercharge your health and finally tackle all of the health goals you set for yourself back in the new year, don't miss out on your chance to book a free 20-minute nutrition coaching discovering call with me, Lindsay. I've opened up a limited number of spots in my calendar to connect with the individuals who are ready to jump in with both feet to create nutritional habits that'll last a lifetime. There'll be no more worrying about weight loss or why you're constantly bloated, tired, or struggling with mood swings. If you've ever wondered what private nutrition coaching has to offer, this is your time. Click the link in the show notes to schedule a free call with me, Miss Mustard, and leave with the clarity confidence and coaching plan that is tailored to your individual needs to take your health to the next level. Healthy doesn't have to be hard and I'm here to show you how to make it happen and maybe to convince you to like kale along the way. Spots are limited so book your call now by clicking the link in the show notes below. As always if you're looking for one bowl wonder healthy recipes and nutrition tips that don't require you to break the bank you can find that and much more on my Instagram page at Lindsay Mustard or on my website, lindsaymustard.com. As always, stay rad, friends, and eat your greens.